You're listening to Move to the Top, a podcast show dedicated to helping and inspiring entrepreneurs and business owners achieve exponential growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or just inspiration to keep you going, you've come to the right place. I am Bank. Let's get the show started. All right. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us on Move to the Top show. This is a podcast show that we want to talk to very successful entrepreneurs and business executives who have done so much for themselves and for the country. And we want to pick their minds and listen to some advice they could give entrepreneurs coming up and young business executives. Today, we are very privileged to be joined by Mr. Saka, the CEO of Saka Homes. He's someone I've known for a very long time. I don't know how we got in touch, but I think through one or two other ways, we we found ourselves and we've been very good. I mean, he's my big boss, so I don't know how to say it, but we've we've been very good friends. He, he advises me, he talks to me, and I learn a lot every time I'm around him. So I was very happy when he said he would be available for this podcast show. Uh, I wouldn't say much. I would like to go straight into the interview and push him straight onto the spot. All right, Mr. Saka. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. I want to go straight into the interview so that I don't waste your time. So first, how did you get into what you do now? That is real estate. If you could tell us a bit of your background and how everything came here. Uh, well, to start with, I'm a Kwao man. And I think that it's true that naturally Kwao people like to do business. Mm-hmm. I, I like the good things of life. I like money. And um, I like to make legitimate money. So back in JSS, I started some form of business. I was buying from um, Cantaman to NTS shoes and um, clothes to sell to my friends at school. My dad about friends who didn't know <laughs> Cantaman to and um, TS. It escalated to secondary school. I did the same thing. Then generally, I learned the principle of making money for myself because I realized that if I make money for myself, I'm able to do the things I want to do. You know, when you're around 15, 16, 17 years and you don't know how to make your own money, your parents give you what they can give you, not what you want. Going to the university, I found out that owning a copier, a photocopier in in KNUST would be a good idea. So I got my mom to buy me one. I started a photocopy business on campus. I later on bought a popcorn machine in addition. So generally I I developed um, a business acumen. Um, After UST, I did my national service. I decided I wasn't going to work for anyone. So I was trying out a number of ideas, 
I registered a company. If you see my first company that I registered, it was on a general merchant, import and export, real estate developer, everything. <laughs> because at that time, I didn't really know, or I didn't really know what would gel. But God has a way of doing his things. Eventually, I decided to build my first house. Okay. Because when I started making money, I went abroad, I went to tour, England, Belgium, um, Holland, just chilling, you know? So when I came back, my dad advised that I build a house because what I was doing was frivolous and it would just waste the money. I then started a business selling water to Brawl, Brawl Ghana through the properties they manage. So I was making some good money. So I invested in my first house. When the house was almost done, someone came and said that, I put on it to let. I don't know how they read it, but a white man and a lady came and they said that they had the houses on sale. So how much will I want to buy? Uh, how, how much will I want to sell it? I told them that I will ask my boss and get back to them because at that material time, I hadn't, I'd never thought about selling the house. Okay. But then their question made one thing dawn on me that, there's an avenue to build houses and sell. In mm. a nutshell, I sold a building to them, I think for $88,000. The next day, highway authority came to mark the house for a road. Oh, That's the Awoshipokwase Highway. So I literally had to refund their money, which I did. Oh. But God being so good, the state paid me more than what the buyers paid me. A couple of months later, the state paid me $100,000 for the house. Oh, so nice. I reinvested the money in a number of houses and I've been doing houses and houses and houses and now oh, Saka Homes is born. So that's how, in a nutshell, that's how I got into business. When I was, after university, I was in panic mode because my friends had gone to join the banks, the you know how it is, wearing their suit and tie every day. And um, it was a bit scary, but I always encouraged myself that I was going to make it. I just needed to focus and I needed to build steadily. And by that process, I've been able to build a number of quite successful businesses. Wow, so if you could just give us a fair idea how many things you are into right now. Uh, well, I... I run Saka Homes, which is the main, the flagship, we build houses to sell. We still do the water with Brawl. That company is called Admins Ghana Limited. It's a construction company and we also sell water. So we build for people. We have clients scattered all over. There's a development in East Legon called White Oak. It's an apartment block. We developed it for their owners. Um, we developed something for, um, we developed some private houses for people in Pukwase, East Legon Hills, um, behind the Bema camp, Bema Villas. Okay. We developed something there. We also have a company called Kinetic Oil Field Services. We looked into the um, local content bill and we realized that there are opportunities for locals like you and I in the oil and gas sector. So we formed this company we hired some people and we're doing business. We're providing labor, we're doing procurements for all the companies that are into the um, oil and gas. 
We also have a company called Srebo and Saka. It's a partnership between a friend of mine and, my, um, and I. We bring cars from America mainly to sell and a few from Dubai. We are salvage car dealers, so we buy on behalf of people and we have partners in the USA who help us bring them to Ghana and, uh, and sell. Where we own 10th Street Clippers. It's a barber shop, it's a barber chain we are trying to introduce. We give premium barbering services and it's our ardent hope that just like KFC is all over, 10 Street Clippers sometime to come will be found everywhere. We just started it about a year ago. We are working on opening our second branch somewhere in Spintex or Yarifa and we'll escalate it from there. So in a nutshell, this is what readily I'm involved in. We are involved in other partnerships and joint ventures, but as time goes on, I'm sure we'll come that's, up in our conversation. That's, that's a lot, that's a lot. Mm. But so through all these things, what do you think has been the primary lesson that you've learned running all these businesses in Ghana? Uh, well, one thing that I've learned that I believe everyone should learn is that your thoughts become your reality. What you constantly think is what you become. I have always pictured that I will be a great and successful businessman. I would run a number of good companies. And that's what I'm doing. You see, what you can conceive with your mind, you can achieve. Sometimes when you cannot conceive something, achieving it becomes difficult. And also, I think that growing steadily is important. You don't have to rush to expand. As I speak to you now, after start, starting all these companies, I've come to the realization that no, I need to focus on building them to a certain point like I've done with the soccer homes before adding on any other thing. I think that if you're patient, if you're strategic, if you have a plan, there's no idea you cannot grow in this country. It's a developing country, remember, and there are opportunities for all of us, all of us, if you can't find an opportunity here, it's either you are not looking or you are just lazy. The opportunities are there. Wow, wow. So, you know, most times for young people and, you know, that's the kind of listeners I'm looking at, they, they feel when they hit something and the hardship comes, that is the time to look for something else to do. No, 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 no. What's your advice on that? Honestly, one very important thing to achieve your dreams is focus. You see how I, I compare growing a business to having a child. When you have a baby, it's a very small and tiny edifice. But gradually as life goes on, this baby grows and becomes an adult. And it's the same way your business will grow. So there'll be a day your business will have measles, but you will not die from measles. There's a day your baby will have chicken pox. When your baby is trying to walk, the baby will fall. The baby will have a scar. We all have scars on our feet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that um, we didn't grow. Your business will grow. So when you hit a snag or you have a challenge, in my opinion, you should just reorganize, replan, or redirect. Not necessarily changing what you do. Because I, 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 see, I have seen in my young life, Friends who were doing this, they had a problem, they moved to this. And I'm 38 years old. At 38, I'm not now coming to be moving left, right, center. 
if you have a challenge, rethink it, replan it, and the idea will work. Don't give up on your ideas. Just like you don't give up on your child when he falls down, you don't give up on your child when he has measles, or you don't give up on your child when he has chicken pox or diarrhea. The same way is your business. You clean them up, you give them medication, and they thrive. Same way if you restructure your business, if you revitalize your ideas, your business will succeed. In my candid opinion, as I have done it. My business hasn't always been smooth. I have made losses, I have had challenges. There were days I just wanted to give up, take my MBA and go and work somewhere. I've had all of that. So I'm talking from experience. Don't give up on your business. Always remember that the darkest part of the night is closest to the morning. Check, around 3 a.m., 4 a.m., that's when it's the darkest. But an hour after, there's brightness. So let that be your guide and let that encourage us that the pushing we're pushing is for a purpose. Mm -hmm. It's like Nelson Mandela once said that when he first went to Robben Island, the first day they went to the quarry to break the rocks, he was hitting all over. And Tambo, Oliver Tambo called him and said, no, young man, don't, don't hit too much. Just hit the spot on this rock. It will look like there's nothing happening, but continuously hit the spot. In a matter of time, the whole rock would disintegrate. So with focus, let's just hit one spot. It might look like it's not really going the way you want to be, but trust me, with focus, it's only a matter of time. It will all break down, and you get all those stones that you wanted. Thank you very much for that one. Now, how would you compare the industry in Ghana? I don't know if you've tried elsewhere in the continent, but how would you compare the industry for someone listening to you who maybe wants to get into another country? Uh, well, I have contemplated moving to other economies, and I have done some research about it. I went to Liberia just before Ebola. I was seriously considering moving this company there when Ebola hit. So in a nutshell, Ghana is quite developed. I don't know what you think, but a lot of people think that we are, but if you, you are using Africa as a yardstick, Ghana is quite developed. Our, our businesses are quite matured. The only problem is that our economy is small because we're only 23 million people. So if you want to go outside Ghana, if you want to look outside Ghana, I usually encourage Francophone West Africa. That's a big market, and that's what I was looking at. The return on investment, I, I think, is better in these Francophone countries I'm talking about, except Nigeria. Um, generally, I think that business in Africa on the average is about the same. I tried Rwanda, I tried Uganda, I've done some research from Zimbabwe, and generally the challenges are similar and the return is about the same. But if you started well here and you are grounded, Regimano moved to Liberia and um, Sierra Leone. Okay. I think they are doing quite well there. So it's just a matter of time. You can move anywhere you want to go. Okay. So with that, what, what are some of the three things you think that pushed your company's growth or success? They could be personal things uh, well, or... One of the things we do at Saka Homes, and we do this from experience, 
we are constantly trying to improve on what we did the last time. So if you follow our developments, generally there is marked improvement. And it's a conscious effort, it's not just happening. We make it a conscious effort to get better at our finishing. We get better at our quality. So what we built six or seven years ago and what we are building now are way different. We also value our credibility. When we give you our word, we break our back to keep our word. Because the challenge is that we don't invest in mass advertisement. We count on feedback or we count on customers who have bought from us to help us sell whatever we are doing. We don't do much. So our credibility means a lot to us. Then we also do a lot of after sales engagements. It's not like we sell to you and we vanish. Whoever we sell to, we usually encourage developing a relationship with so that at the, end, at, at the end of the year, we can call you, ask you how you're doing, ask you about your building. I, I for instance, I text people sometimes. I, I wish them happy birthday. I call on them at their offices. Generally, it's not as if after we sell to people, we don't care. But after we take your money, after your one-year warranty is over, I still want to have a relationship with you. And I believe that that has helped us a lot it's not easy having a relationship after selling a house because a lot of things can go wrong, a lot of things can happen. But I think that since we decided that we'll be bold and encounter and engage those who buy from us, we are able to solve their problems. For instance, a young man and his wife bought a property from us. He called us that when it rains, the water enters their main gate, the, the main entrance, the door. We had never experienced such. So it was quite difficult and he was quite furious and upset. We went there, we had a couple of experts and we realized that we did some pergola and it doesn't have a roof. So it allows rain at an angle to hit his door. We also realized that his door opens inside and hence the water going in. If we could by a door that opens outside to prevent this from happening. Through the engagement, we secured a door that opens outside. We changed it for him, and I believe that he and his wife are very happy with us now. Mm -hmm. That is why I think our company is going places. Wow. We don't just um, use you, take your money, and go away. No, it's a continuous engagement, it's a relationship, and it's, it's our ardent hope that it will continue to give us the results we are getting. All right, all right, that's 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 very good. But also, if you could also tell us, what are the three things that your company would need? Like looking at the Ghanaian market or even the African market, what are some of the things you want as a builder? Or uh, well, one of the things that I'm hoping we can find is technology that can help us build cheaper. We are working on varied media to see which can help us build cheaper than we currently do. We do blog and mortar now. I don't know how long we can continue to do that because the demand for cheaper houses is high. And if we could satisfy that market, say between $55,000 and $120,000, 
there are a lot of people who want houses in that bracket. Technology, it's also one thing that we are hoping that we could access to help our buildings become greener, um, more durable, and maybe less expensive. Because currently, we sell mainly to bankers and um, young men and women who work for multinationals. But I really wish a time is coming where because of technology, we'll be able to sell to teachers, civil servants. That's where we, we want to go. Third is human resource. We, we are hoping that as time goes on, we can add to our team because, you know, the people on the team also have a great part to play in our delivery. So it's our ardent hope that we can improve our team, have more people with more expertise to join us so that we can do more. Well, we are almost done with the interview, but before you leave, can we just get some tidbits from your life experience? What are some of the advice you would give a young adult who is trying to start something on his own? Uh, well, for me, I always like to advise with an experience I've had. I am a Christian. I believe in Titan. I believe in sowing, and I believe in covenanting. I learned to covenant, I covenanted with God for the success of my business. I tithe diligently, and um, I also sow. So for, what, for 2017, I sowed a seed for 2017. For 2018, I've sowed a seed for 2018. When I sow this, I plead with God, there's a specific reason why I sow. You see, if you look at how we plant, when you put like five maize in a hole, you can count the number of maize you harvest after a good season. And it's the same with sowing. So I sow in cash with the hope that the God that shows mercy, the God that blesses, will help me achieve whatever I've sowed against or whatever I've sowed for. So I believe in Titan, I believe in covenanting, I believe in sowing. I believe it's played a role in me achieving my dreams because um, some argue that there's nothing in the world, but I say there's something in the world because why will somebody not buy that house but rather buy my house? It requires, it just not, I'm not building the best houses in the world. I'm just favored that people patronize my business and they buy my houses. I... Um, I believe that dreams come true. So every young man should dream. And you should own your dream and believe in your dream. It's only a matter of time you're gonna shine. A lot of us have dreams, but we easily give up. We have dreams, but it's as if we don't believe in our dreams. Today I want to speak to you who is listening to me. Believe in your dreams. I know where I'm coming from. I haven't done any fraud, I haven't done any cocaine, I haven't done any tea free. It's just been the grace of God and work. I wake up every day and I work. And I work towards achieving my vision. 
I've been doing this for a while now and I can guarantee you that if only you are diligent with your work, you work diligently, seriously, you take your time serious. Because a lot of us too don't take our time serious. Time is money. And when they say time is money, it's not a joke. Time is really money. For instance, me, if you need something from me and I give you a time and you don't come on time, I don't take you serious. And it can happen to so many people. There are people who needed assistance for business. They needed assistance for something. I told them, come and see me at 10. He'll call you at one. Oh, boss, you said I should. No, no, you've lost the opportunity. As young people who want to succeed, let's take our timing very, very serious. Time is money. If you learn to take your time serious too, you would also learn to be credible. A lot of us joke with our credibility. I sincerely believe that one of the things that has really helped me as a young man is my credibility. I keep my word. When I give you my word, I break my back to keep it. I'm sure it's only a few incidents who will say I haven't kept, and I don't remember anything off my head of someone that I gave my word to that I didn't break my back. My credibility means a lot to me, and I think it's really helped me with business. I have my friends investing in my business. I have people I know investing in my business. If I wasn't credible, they won't give me their money. I'm talking serious money. And just by word of mouth, people invest in me. They give me money to do the developments I do. So as a young man, if you want to go far, value your credibility. Let your yea be yea and your no be no. Don't be greedy. Business is about sharing. You create and you share. If you go to a company and someone gives you an opportunity, don't embarrass the person. There are people who take it lightly, but when you get an opportunity and you mess it up, it can be your seed. If you mess up your seed, what are you going to plant? You mess up your dream, you mess up your life. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very important that we protect our credibility because our credibility is what will open doors for us and will make a way for us. Wow, well said. Ow. I, 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 have, I have a last question, but I think it's similar to this. I, I just wanted to find out if you knew all these things when you were growing up, or is there something that you found out later on in life through experience? Well, I didn't know a lot of these when I was starting, but cred my credibility is something that I acquired from my father. My father always preached having a good name. My father always talked about time. That's where I learned that thing from. So those two I'd always known. But believing in my dreams is something that I learned along the process. I started them small. Maybe I aim to do this. I work at it. I achieve it. I aim to do this. I, so I realized that no, life is not that difficult. Sincerely, if you put your mind to it and you plan, you'll be able to achieve it. We are limited by what we think we are limited by. I've come to realize that as I sit here, if I say I will build a city and I constantly think it, opportunities will open onto me that will help me build a city. Sometimes we miss it. We are so focused on the big things that we miss the small things. But it's the small things that come together to form the big things. If you have a dream, start it small. It's like climbing a stairs. If you climb steadily, you get there. 
if you get to the middle and you decide that you don't want to come down again, you can stay there, but you have climbed. But if you jump, you definitely come come down. As we sit here, try jumping. You will not get stuck in the air. You will come down. That is why it's important that you take everything as a process. Climbing, step one, step two, step three, step four. If you just want to jump, like how people want to get rich overnight, they want they see you driving something and they want to have it overnight. It doesn't work like that. I've been in business, serious business, for over 14 years as we sit here. So if you see me doing something, it's 14 years of good experience. I've made losses. I've, I've, I've failed in some ventures. I failed. Sometimes when we talk like this, people think that we haven't encountered yeah, failure. So just on that. We fail. Yes. Can you tell I, us some of the things you failed at? Uh, well, I, I put money in a concept. A lot of people don't know this, but those who are very close to me know. I put some serious money in a concert. It was one of these um, radio guys who was promoting, came to see me. I put money in it. A lot of money. Hmm. The concert was all over radio. On the day of the concert, I was out of the country. I didn't get anybody from my team to, mo to monitor or follow. I assume that the guy will be credible and he will do the needful. But unfortunately, when I came back the next week and I went to him, he didn't have a penny to show. I lost all the money and it's serious money. The type of money I put in, if I put in my real estate, I'll make some decent return. I lost all the money. But what I learned from it is that as a businessman, sometimes it's not necessary to meddling things you have no idea about. I wasn't a musician. I wasn't a producer. I'd never organized a concert. I didn't find out who he was organizing the concert with. I didn't find out the plans they had to protect the money. All I did was give him money. If I was to do this all over again, I'll have someone at the gate. I'll have someone on the team. I'll have someone actually on board. So that was a failure, but I learned a lot from it. I don't meddle my money in things that I have no idea about, or I don't have a henchman in who has an idea about it. It was a very popular concert. Whenever I heard the advert, I'll be excited. I thought I was going to make some money, but I made nothing. And I even lost the money I put in. That's the sad thing. So we lose sometimes, but we look at the brighter side. Um, I started a development. Someone was litigating with me for a year. I would go to court. They would, they would, they would, um, I joined the case. I realized at a point that if I kept on chasing that property, I would, I would miss the timing to go do greater stuff. I let it go and I moved on. I went to focus on my business and I realized that two years on, what I've achieved is way more than that uncompleted house I was stressing and fighting over. So sometimes we fail. But when you fail, learn from it and move on. Don't, um, don't litigate too much. Don't fight too much. Whatever you are litigating for. Sometimes if you refocus, you will even go and achieve better. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, I've, I've said it like three times already. That <laughs> this is the last question. But as, as I told you already, I don't want this interview to be so technical. So just one or two with personal and family life you know every time you see me you advise me to 
you know, get married or find someone you yeah, love, you know, just think. What's, what's your take on that? Because you know, starting your own business, doing those things, looking at marriage, looking at relationship, putting it together is quite difficult for a lot of young people. What's your advice to them? Well, that's one thing that I learned the hard way. Um, in two months' time, it will be five years since my mom passed away. When I started business, my mom was my backbone. She prayed, she gave me her last money to do business. She was my number one supporter, my number one fan. But the sad thing is, whenever my mom calls me, I'll say I'm busy. Oh, mama, I'm busy, mama, I'm busy, my frau, mama, I'm busy. I know a lot of us do this, but I want to tell you something. If you see me pampering my dad, it's because of the lessons I learned. My mother called me on Thursday. I said, oh, mama, I'm busy, my frau. I never spoke to my mom again till Monday morning when I had a call that she had passed. Apparently, the Sunday night, she spoke to my sister at about 11, and she asked, Hey, it's haunts me a lot, and I want to use it to advise the world. Make time for family, especially people who matter to you. We take it for granted. We claim we are busy. We claim we are doing business. It's nonsense. All the success we are chasing without family is nothing. I think that one of the good things that happened to me was getting married. It makes you focused, especially if you marry a woman who understands you, a woman who understands your vision, and a woman who encourages you. Women have a gift. When you marry, listen to your wife. Most of the times, they have your interest at heart. Marriage blessed me, marriage guided me, marriage has brought me increase. But more importantly, I learned to value family. Every time we say we are busy, but as a businessman, one thing that I've learned is that you should make time. You should make time for family, you should make time to have fun. You should make time to do things you enjoy. Listen to the word I'm using, make time. How do you make time? So I decided that today, Tuesday, between three and five, I'm not listening to anybody. I want to go and visit my father, sit down and have a chat with him. I want to go and take my father out for lunch every Wednesday. I want to. It is about deciding to make time. A lot of us young entrepreneurs are rushing around, running, helter-skelter, looking for money. Money is not everything. It's important that you have money. But after the money, family is important. So it is important that you make time for family, you make time for friends, and you make time for the things that give you genuine fulfillment. I love to travel, so I make time to travel. I make time for my child, I make time for my wife, I make time for my sister, I make time for my friends. Emphasis is that you should make time because you will always be busy. As a business, you will always be busy. But if you learn to make time, you won't sit here and regret like I've regretted. My mom did everything to make me Saka. Without my mom, there will be no Saka. And that one person, I didn't 
spend enough time or make enough time for. When I think about my mom, I get sad because she called me on Thursday. Yeah, I, I said I'm busy. I, I said I'm busy, and now she's gone. So can you do? Can you imagine how I feel? I am not a happy person since my mom passed away, especially after I realized that the night before she died, she asked of me and said, "Hey, since Thursday," and I didn't even realize that I hadn't spoken to her for three days. So it's important that if we say something matters to us, we make time for that thing, so that we don't live a life of regret. It's very important. Thank you. It's quite a sad note, but we will take the good side. And I hope everybody listening will pick something from this and it will help us to grow as individuals. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much for making time and sharing your experiences with us. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. We appreciate your time and contribution. Please make sure to like and leave a comment. Also share with friends if you think they will find value in the podcast. You can also watch the video version of this episode on youtube.com forward slash bankphoto. Bankphoto spelled B-A-N-K-F-O-T-O. Thank you for listening.